0: happy sunday one and all it's another edition of your sports fix with the sports pulse i'm devin ashby hoping everybody's having a great weekend and a good start to the new week it's a lot to talk about in the world of sports this week um i guess most notably is that the members of the basketball hall of fame class of 2020 finally got their moment in the sun you know um obviously last year with the way the pandemic kind of messed everything up, their time was delayed until until this year. So so they um, weren't able to get their chance, but there was a lot of notable names in there. You know, we saw Tamika Catchings from the WNBA, you know, Kim Mulkey, the legendary Baylor head coach who's now at LSU. You know, you have Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, you know, then yeah, Mike Breen, Mike Wilbon were recognized as the journalist members, you know, um, I think Amara Rashad even got some love as well, but obviously the name that everybody was looking forward to seeing the most was probably Kobe Bean, Bryant, and you know, obviously, his tragic passing and a plane crash in January of last year is something I'm just still not really processing like it's just really crazy to think that Kobe's just not here anymore, you know, and to see his wife Vanessa really like put on a very strong front to deliver his speech and it was a very moving speech and you just got a feel for her you know considering how she's had to relive this moment for the better part of the last year you know with the tributes and you know court cases with his stuff you know his contract and you know they, she just put out a clothing line recently and to lose you know Kobe and obviously one of your daughters and Gianna. You know, that was the one of the things, you know, I, I was looking forward to see it. Like, Kobe, had he been here to see this, like, I really feel like his speech would have been legendary. You know, that was something we were all, I think, looking forward to seeing. And, but obviously, you know, Kobe's been immortalized forever. Now we, you know, people will never forget his name. It's going to be up in the rafters for years and generations to come. And, and, you know, just got to keep his and Gianna's names alive because they've done so much for the game of basketball. And a lot of people, I don't know if we always appreciated it when they played because, I mean, it was, you know, when people win a lot and they win as much as Kobe won, it becomes aggravating. You know, like that's why people hate Tom Brady. That's why people... A lot of people hate LeBron James. You know, winners make people angry because they just keep doing it. And it's, you know, you get tired of seeing them and you kind of want to see them go down. And But at the same time, I mean, people respected Kobe. He, him, you know, Tim Duncan, obviously. And to see Kobe and Tim Duncan kind of just split the 2000s the way they did. Like, Tim Duncan won five championships during that span. And, you know, Kobe was able to win you know, five himself, and they really dominated the Western Conference for the better part of the 2000s and early 2010s, and it's just really, like, incredible to see those dynasties kind of, like, interchange one another. Like, it was always back and forth with them, and even Garnett, you know, he got his share in there. You know, the Celtics beat Kobe in 08 they played them again i think the year right after um so they had their share of battles as well so i mean it was just the the class that really was made the better part of my childhood like it was incredible you know you're gonna probably see dirt go in there pretty soon you know when his time comes up but that was really an incredible group like I, it's it's amazing to see my childhood and some of the guys I saw grow up and saw play the game and to see them get their due finally is just amazing to see and speaking of getting their due the class of 2021 had some interesting names at least so far um Probably the most notable one is Chris Webber. And, you know, a lot of people have been asking and wondering when his time was coming, but it's finally going to come in 2021. You saw Ben Wallace, HBCU legend, member of those Pistons teams from the early in the day, you know, just one of the grittiest and toughest players a lot of us have seen, big old school big man, you know. And a lot of people remember him for the Malice in the Palace and how, you know, he kind of started it pushing Ron Artest and then it just kind of spilled over from there. But dude was a really good player. I didn't necessarily think he'd get in the Hall of Fame, but it's a shout out and a testament to him, you know, from played at Virginia State when he was younger and did some things. But to see Chris Weber get in, you know, but he's always kind of had controversy follow him. You know, you remember his Fab Five days and how that ended you know, with the allegations and the sanctions that were laid on Michigan and then lying to juries and stuff. I mean, it just was a lot with him. And it soured his relationship with Jalen Rose for a number of years. But then, you know, he had a pretty decent career in the NBA as well with the Kings in the early 2000s when they were doing big things. But to see him finally get in, a lot of people I've been seeing on Twitter and stuff, are kind of like, oh, well, how is this speech going to go? You know, because there are a lot of different directions it could go. So that is going to be a little interesting. I think that's going to be my CTV. And, you know, whenever they get their chances, I'm going to watch because that is going to be hilarious. Or it's going to be memorable. I mean, one way or the other, it's going to be memorable. So good for Chris Webber, good for Ben Wallace, and also The Truth. Paul Pierce, another member that's been named to the Hall of Fame. Um, you know, for all of his post-retirement antics with the things he said he used to say on ESPN, and then you know his unceremonious firing in recent weeks because of an Instagram video that presented him in a less than ideal light for the company. That being said, the dude was a very solid basketball player. You know, he was a winner at Kansas. Then he went to the NBA and he did big things there. You know, obviously they, the, the 08 Celtics, you know, um, really changed things. Probably one of the first big team, one of the first big threes that, you know, doesn't get talked about enough, but they won that championship. Then they went back in 09, but Pierce was always good for a big shot or two you know obviously his time in the celtics is the probably the most memorable but even when he left and he went like i remember he went to the wizards and he went to the wizards and he was hitting big shots for them for a year then he you know he's always been good for a big shot here or there you know so there's a reason they call him the truth because dude was a good basketball player he was phenomenal and it's and it's good to see him get his moment in the sun and to get his flowers, you know. Cause at times I feel like, especially this newer generation, we kinda tend to clown him a lot on social media. But dude was a good basketball player. Played on some really good teams. And you know, and in in a lot of them early years, he would be getting the better of LeBron in, in those playoff matchups in the early years when LeBron was still with Cleveland. Kind of part of the reason he ended up leaving, he went to Miami, and then that's kind of when he started to get back at him. And then it was a much different situation, like from Miami on. So, but yeah, you know, shout out to Paul Pierce as well. And shout out to all the members. And I'm not sure who the other ones are just yet. I think they've named them, but shout out to everybody that's getting recognition. But elsewhere from legends of the past to legends of the present, probably in terms of a guy who probably will one day go to the Hall of basketball hall of fame, regardless of, I don't know if he'll ever win a ring or not, but a guy who I think will go there one day, Russell Westbrook. I mean, what else can you say about this dude? You know, he gets a lot of um, flat for a lot of things Understandably, You know, he does some questionable things on the court. He's made questionable decisions over the course of his career and at times is a very erratic shooter. But if it comes down to just pure talent and athleticism and just grit, Russell Westbrook goes is one of the just most unique talents to ever step foot on an NBA basketball court. You know, like the dude gives his all – night in and night out and even at times you know he can live with some of the bad decisions he can make and but he's always you can't say he doesn't Yeah, but it's all you can't say that he isn't a unique talent the dude is a special player you know he set he broke Oscar Roberts Oscar Robertson's record for triple doubles you know with 182 all time and Obviously, he broke a Wizards record. And now, most importantly, the Wizards are in a position to... They've clinched the spot in the play-in tournament to get a chance to go to the playoffs. And after what was just an awful start to the season. And granted, they're still under five hundred, and they're not exactly like world beaters, per se, but they're really hot right now, and Westbrook himself has really been with exactly what I, a lot of people expected him to be, even though it took him a minute because he was playing the beginning of the year with injuries, but he is the spark that this team so badly needed, you know, they've made some pieces, but at the same time, you still see issues, like, I think Scott Brooks has to go, I don't care what happens in the postseason. Scott Brooks cannot be the head coach of this team next year. I mean, unfortunately, I think he will come back just because he has about a confidence from Westbrook, but this dude cannot be the coach. He 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 just makes too many bonehead decisions at the worst possible time. And he's been here far too long as it is anyway. Like he just has to go. But that being said, it's not to talk about Scott Brooks. It's the players themselves, Brooks, I mean, uh, Bill and Westbrook and, you know, this guy Daniel Gafford, who they got from Chicago, who's really provided a spark for them, kind of a steal. Um, you know, Rui's finally starting to come around, Rui Hachimura, you know, when he's been healthy. Um, they they have some pieces. It's just a matter of getting that guy to lead them and also, you know, continuing to do things. But as far as the play-in, they have a chance to win that game. I don't know how much of a chance they really have to win a seven-game playoff series, but they can make it interesting, regardless of who they end up playing. Because, you know, the East, albeit much stronger this year than most years, you know, there's still some things. I mean, they probably end up playing a team like the Nets or Sixers, so they'd probably just get them up out the paint anyway. But, like... It it it's just crazy I mean and actually they're even playing at a chance for the eight seed which you know like I said I mean they'll end up playing either Philly or Brooklyn I think because Philly ended up clinching the one seed if I'm not mistaken so yeah I doubt they go very far in the playoffs anyway but it's a testament to the regular season that they've had considering how it started and the way that they've kind of rebounded and won all the games that they won and Westbrook has just been on another planet, especially in the month of May. Like, it's it's a testament to him, but I think we really need to appreciate Russell Westbrook just a little bit more. Like, I understand he makes some questionable decisions at times. I understand, you know, he doesn't have the playoff hardware, but he's he's won an MVP. He's been to an NBA Finals, even though they didn't win it. He He's really been a strong leader on some of the other teams. People at times just kind of downplay his triple-doubles and accuse him of stat padding and doing all these things. But it's really crazy to think that at least three of four of his seasons that he's been in the league, he has averaged a triple-double. Like, it's unbelievable to think how many times he's done this. Like, he makes it look effortless now. And whatever you want to say about stat padding and empty stats, whatever, I don't care about none of that. This dude, as a pure basketball player, is is incredible. Like, I mean, he's the dude, I just hope that we can appreciate him before it's too late because we've seen too many times that, you know, guys don't get their flowers until either long after they're done playing or – Unfortunately, in guys like Kobe's case, you know, after they pass away, you know, so like you, we him, Kyrie Irving is another one, like more a little more so for his off the court stuff, but we hope you can appreciate we can appreciate guys like this while we can, you know, because they're getting up there age wise, and you know, one day they're not going to be in this league anymore, and. It it just, you know, you hope that we can appreciate and appreciate greatness while we're watching it. And that's all I gotta say on that. You know, but it's kinda of the things. But, you know, I guess that is what it is, right? But elsewhere, you know, um WNBA has started you know, in the summer, the WNBA started um, their play. And first week, we've already seen some fireworks. Um, A couple of game-winning shots, actually. You know, Sabrina Ionescu, the number one pick in the draft last year, you know, had an injury, was able to come back from it. She hits a game-winner in her first game with the Liberty. You know, she has a very bright future ahead of her, I think. You know, the WNBA is continuing to grow. But I just really hope that they can expand. I mean, they only have 12 teams. You know, there are a lot of, there are very few roster spots. You know, we saw Lexi Brown get cut. They don't have a G League like the NBA has. So, like, there isn't a lot of room for development, like, unless you're going overseas, which is difficult for a lot of, you know, just things. But I hope they expand. And then that's probably part of the reason we won't see the one-and-done rule go to women's basketball because of this because it's, it's just not enough roster spots. It just simply isn't. It'd be too much talent being wasted. And so, I mean, you hope that the, they can grow enough that they can start considering expanding their league and maybe they can get to 20, 25, maybe 30 teams like the NBA has if you if can grow enough. But it's so much talent there. You know, you have guys like Candace Parker, another one, just looking really good for her hometown, Chicago. Um, you know, Diana Tarazzi, obviously we don't need to speak we don't need to speak too much if you haven't seen what she's done in DC. I mean, that woman is an incredible player. Sue Bird, you know, so many great players in that league that should get more respect and recognition and you hope they do. And I think this WNBA season, I and then obviously besides just on the court, you see what they do off the court in the realms of social justice and Things, you know, they've been very, they were some of the most vocal Black Lives Matter supporters. You know, it was long, even before Colin Kaepernick took a knee, it was the WNBA players who were, you know, would have press conferences and would be talking about police brutality and police shootings. Like they have been about it and on it long, even before a lot of the male athletes and men's leagues were doing it. And they just haven't always got the love and recognition that the men's sports have. But we got to give them their flowers, too. You know, shout-out to the WNBA. For sure. And shout-out to the Washington Capitals for winning a thrilling overtime game over the Boston Bruins last night. You know, it was a back-and-forth game. But for them to win it, it just was great. Shout-out to them. But I think some of the biggest news this week actually didn't happen on any basketball or football or any other court it happened in the world of so we obviously know coronavirus has for the better part of the last year and a half last two years has been an ever-present like thing in our lives you know like obviously it ravaged the world of sports last year a lot of leagues canceled And then the ones that did play, a lot of them were playing without fans and, you know, condensed seasons, players going down with COVID, you know, just really kind of diluted the product, if you will. But this past week, the CDC guidelines and they basically like, oh, you know, vaccinated people don't have to wear masks. Then you have all these states that are opening and lifting mandates completely and letting fans in one hundred percent. Let open. I mean, like lifting restrictions on stuff. And now that means a lot of these stadiums are going to have fans next year. Like state of Maryland in particular, you know, Governor Larry Hogan lifted mandates. So that means the Ravens, the Orioles, the Washington football team, and then DC did it. So that means for the Nationals as well, and Wizards, and and all these like lifting all these mandates you see new york's doing it texas did it a while ago georgia's done it you saw atlanta united had a full house to see like a um last minute goal last night and it was just so great to see fans back and we're gonna kind of get i don't know it remains to be seen if they've done it too early hopefully you know numbers don't spike and that you know keep things down and people continue getting vaccinated Cause And even the vaccine, as the Yankees have found out this week, isn't necessarily guaranteed to eliminate the virus. I mean, the Yankees had eight vaccinated players test positive this week, which, you know, is kind of alarming if you think about it. But you just hope that things can stay under control because obviously for those of us who work in and around sports, Not having fans has just really, like, you can tell the difference. Like, granted, they did the best they could with pumping in crowd noise, but it just is not the same. It's not the same without fans. And to have fan reactions and to have fans being able to yell and cheer, I think the 2021 season, if they can get it back to normal and everybody can go in stadiums, is going to be one for the record books, especially because of – and, like, all the – like, the rookies who had – in their rookie years taken are like the freshman college football players who just kind of were robbed of those experiences are going to finally get the full experience that they were missing a year ago. And I think it's going to, they're going to feed off of it and it's going to be one of those seasons that we'll remember for a long time and like weather, especially in the fall for like football and, you know, October baseball. So, you know, hopefully, people can keep cases down, hopefully vaccinations can continue, everybody can stay safe, and we're going to have a great summer and, and you know, fall, you know, so that's what that is. But we got to leave it at that, you know, we're going to wrap things up for this week. It's been another edition of Your Sports Fix with the Sports flows I'm Devin Ashby, and we'll see you all next week.